Hey, podcast listeners, it's Matt here with an exciting invitation before we start this episode. On Friday, August 28th, some friends and I are hosting a Trivia Night fundraiser over Zoom in support of Sister District. If you're not familiar with them, Sister District is an organization that focuses on electing progressive state legislators to end gerrymandering and voter suppression. State-level campaigns are often small and underfunded, so donations to these down-ballot candidates can have a huge impact. Trivia is going to be general knowledge, and your team can be any size. If you'd like more info, email us at 1ffilmfestival at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. Supporting down ballot candidates is important now more than ever, and if you've watched Death of Stalin or been paying attention to any news over the last at least four years, you understand how vital your support is. So DM us for more info and enjoy this episode. Thanks! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Another Film Podcast. My name is Tierney. I'm Colin. And I'm Matt. Oh. So sensual. <laughs> sensual. Yeah, it's a late night version. This is our late night episode. <laughs> another Film Podcast After Dark. Uh, exactly. Uh, I also, every time I started, I, I realized that I don't know how to say Another Film another episode of another film podcast without st- like stopping <laughs> and like giggling to yourself a little bit yeah it's fun i i like it it usually gets me giggling too so i think it's a fun way to start things off there's also like people listening can't see it but i can see you making the realization that you're doing it which is extra fun because <laughs> you're like well yeah. fuck i'm in it now but <laughs> <laughs> there's no backtracking uh speaking of things you can't come back from death <laughs> Of Death. Stalin is the movie. Nice segue. <laughs> solid, <laughs> solid work. Is the movie uh, for this week. Um, this was my pick. Uh, I saw this movie in theaters uh, for you Chicago people at the Regal Webster, which, if you Ooh. don't know, are the ones that have chairs that turn into beds. And I saw it on like a Sunday night with one of my friends. Uh, shout out to Becca if you're listening. <laughs> Hey, girl. <laughs> uh, she fell asleep in the chair like five minutes into the movie. Yep. Uh, but she saw it again, and she was like super confused as to what was happening because she fell asleep. Uh, but the second time, she was like, I must have absorbed a lot through osmosis, you know? Um, but I love Armando Iannucci, and I found this movie pretty funny. Not as good as like In the Loop or Veep, uh, and so I've spent a considerable amount of time since the first time I saw it learning about Russian history, and so I thought I'd give it another go and see if it's funnier knowing, like, the story of the death of Stalin, because I had no idea <laughs> the first mm-hmm. time I saw it. And it is, it's, it is funnier knowing what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> um... Matt, do you want to talk about your relationship to this movie? Sure. It's Are you guys short. engaged? Uh, yeah, we just got engaged. Oh, yeah. congratulations. I'm so happy We made for it you. official. We Aww. made it Facebook official. <laughs> you I don't know if it's going to work Stalin. out. <laughs> yeah. you said, did um, you say you don't know if it's going to work out? Yeah, but, you know. Sorry, Death of Stalin. Just... Hopefully you're not listening. <laughs> There's just a sounds, lot of other movies. Sounds like Matt's not in it as much as you might yeah. be. <laughs> Despite how official it is on uh, Facebook. But uh, I Facebook. have always loved Armando Iannucci since I first watched In the Loop, um, which was before Veep. And then 
I loved him, uh, his influence on Veep, because he did the first few seasons. I think he did uh, four. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. Four or five seasons. Which I think were most of the seasons that I watched. David Mandel, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was I don't season remember five. When the, yeah, it was, it was either season five or six when Mandel picked up. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I so I had known that this movie was coming out. Uh, it came out like a couple years ago, a few years ago. Um, and had always been meaning to see it and never did. Uh, so I just watched it for the first time yesterday on Netflix. Um, and I, yeah, I thought it was very funny. I had like many laugh out loud moments. Um, and I'll call out the MVP in my opinion of the (laughs) entire movie. Um, and I think truly the MVP, like watching this, I want to watch it a second time just for this person, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold that later. Ooh. Okay. Look at you. But that's, that's my relationship with the movie. Colin. Uh, so I saw this movie, I think I saw it after Tierney saw it. Um, (laughs) I went alone to see it at, uh, I could pull up, I saw it at the Landmark Century Center Cinema. Oh yeah, because we were living together when I saw it. Yep, it was 2018, so. I, like, I'm not, like, mad about it, but I do think it's interesting that, like, we were all living together. This seems like something all three of us would have gone to see together. But, like, you went with one of your friends. I went alone, and Matt just, like, never saw it. Straight <laughs> up, just, yeah. like, um, But anyway, I so I think I had seen it after, like, you and a couple other people had seen it. And I didn't really like it. Fair enough. <laughs> like, like, I did think it was funny. Um, and I was, so I spent a little bit of time this week before rewatching it to try and like prepping yourself to watch it again. (laughs) Not, yeah. I mean, but I was just like, I I was trying to like, think about a, like, why didn't I like it? Like, was there a particular, like, was there something with the movie that I didn't really resonate with me? Or was it like, just like, I was in a weird headspace that day, you know, like I was just like trying to like remember why, cause like I keep track of all the movies I see. And I, like, gave this a very, like, middle-of-the-road score. So I was just, like, trying to remember why. And I couldn't really come up with anything other than I remember it not quite living up to the hype that I had heard a lot of people talk about. And so I was like, okay, well, it's been a couple years now. Like, maybe I'll give it, like, maybe I'll like it more on second watch. And uh, I liked it more, but not that much more. (laughs) But I will say, I watched it with a group of friends last night, and... Uh, all three of them enjoyed it significantly more than I did. So yeah. it's like, I'm, I'm like very used to being in this zone where like people seem to love this movie and for whatever reason, I just like am not one of those, but I like, I like the Armando Iannucci seasons of Veep quite a bit. Um, and I like bought in the loop on DVD years ago cause I heard that it was good and just never got around to watching it. So like, I, I don't really know what, what what's going on there but you like, should I think, absolutely watch i should have made that movie my pick and like <laughs> i'm I, like i would like to watch it at some point and he's got another one coming up later this year supposedly uh we'll see what happens but um the history of david copperfield or something mm-hmm. um that like the trailer was oh, released right. before covid and it actually looked pretty solid um so i was excited about that and we'll see what ends up happening with that one but um i when i rewatched it last night i i I think I put my finger on it. It's like, I think the first, like, 20 to 30 minutes, like, I don't think it's really a spoiler to, to say that, hey, Stalin dies in this movie. So, like, I think the first, like, 30-ish minutes before he's dead is really good and really funny. 
and I just don't think it ever quite lives up to those 30 minutes throughout the rest of the movie. Wow. Let's go. Let's <laughs> let's start with that. Because I thought the first 20 minutes, everything with Patty Co- Cosadine or whatever his last name is. Yeah. Considine. What, how, what is it that? Considine. Uh, felt like a different movie. It super uh, does. And almost to the point where I was like, I think if they had just called this like the prologue and like separated it from the main narrative, yeah. it would have felt better. But like it takes so long to get to Stalin like becoming incapacitated at first. Um, and even then it like doesn't directly tie to the performance besides like the note that's in there that he like giggles at. And so, like, that felt so, like, what are we taking so much time to get to the fucking name of the movie? Like, I want to see what is going on with, like, these heads of state. I don't care that much about, like, this orchestral performance that seems so separate and is so separate from the actual narrative of the movie. I think it sets up the movie really well, though. Again, I don't think, like, the movie, like, ends up living up to that setup, but I think it sets it up really well that it's, like... (laughs) Like, obviously, this movie is extreme satire, and I think that, like, that part of it is, like, very, like, farcical, but it also does mm-hmm. give you that context of, like, everybody is so fucking terrified of Stalin. <laughs> like, like yeah. the fact that he, like, he's freaking out about whether or not he heard the number five or the number nine, and he's, like, the guy is just like, yeah, I don't know, like, good luck. And then it was like, wait, was it 17 minutes like from when I picked it up or was it 17 minutes from when I hung up the phone? Like all of that just like goes into like setting up this, like, Oh my God, this guy is fucking terrifying and we need to be very, very scared of him. So like, I think it sets up that very well. Um, and I, like, I thought that that first chunk, like that part. And then like once it transitions to all of them, like sitting in that room and like, somebody just putting a tomato in Steve Buscemi's pocket. (laughs) Like, all of that just, like, dumb bullshit that's happening. Like, I thought all of that was really, really funny. And then from there, I just, like, I had moments where I, like, did laugh, but it was, like, much more spread out throughout the rest of the movie. Uh, So, about the beginning, uh, I can't remember the first time I saw it. I remember just being like, what's happening? Because, again, I had no idea. Uh, what mm-hmm. happened in the death of Stalin but uh, all of that orchestra stuff is real um, it didn't happen the night that he died but he had forced or not forced them but like they re-recorded a performance because they or replayed it because they didn't record it and he was actually <laughs> listening uh, so that the pianist did write a letter and he didn't kill her for whatever reason because this was like years before he died and then he was listening to that record when he died um, Mm. which is why they included it I presume and condensed the timeline but what I really liked about the beginning um, is uh, the way that it sets up like like you said Colin the level of fear but it's done in a comical way Mm mm-hmm that I didn't pick up all of it the first time I watched. So you have all of, like, the arrests and everything. But then in the background of, like, every shot of the um, minister of police. Like, Barrier? Police. Yeah, Barrier. Uh, in the background of, like, every one of those shots, there's people being, like, pushed downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, strangled. 
That part is so funny. It's so good, and I did not notice it the first time I saw it, because I think the first time I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, Whereas this time I was like, okay, I know know this. I know they're being arrested, and, like, I don't know. It's just a lot, a lot funnier for me, the the beginning part. I mean, the whole thing was because I actually, like, knew stuff. Although I still didn't, because I looked up Beria uh, at the end, and, like, they just made a couple jokes about it, but he was, like, a fucking monster. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, like, he killed people, too. And I was just like, holy shit. I had no idea. <laughs> um, I also hated him in the movie. Whoever played him did yeah. a great job, because I fucking yeah. hated him. Really good he... performance by that guy. <laughs> yeah, and he really comes out of the gate much worse of a character than anyone else mm-hmm. we're like right away you're like i hope this isn't a guy that we're supposed to be laughing with because he seems pretty awful yeah and he isn't like pretty soon you start to get the dynamics of like who you should be mm-hmm. rooting for which i think is also an interesting like dynamic of the movie too um but he is clearly not uh the protagonist despite him like having the most uh machination machinations machinations mm-hmm. Ma- machinations uh and like moving all the pieces uh he's like very villainous uh which i think is yeah it's fun to watch the f- story unfold around him it's funny that you say you know he's not like you know who you're supposed to be rooting for because you know that khrushchev becomes the leader right but you don't want to root for steve because <laughs> right. he's so, so like i found yeah. myself rooting for like michael palin's character because gotta love michael palin uh yeah. but he's like just like a communist party pawn and it's just like whatever stalin wants yeah. <laughs> anyway. i loved all the reactions of them being like oh uh Tragedy upon tragedy. This is the worst. I'm Devastating. For you. Devastating. Like, uh, all of that <laughs> stuff was so ridiculous and over the top. And you could tell, like, everybody was just like, well, he's not dead, so we can't, like, you know, like, we just in case this, like, lifeless body that's still technically alive can hear us, we have to, like, make sure that we're putting on the right, you know, we're saying the right things. It's <laughs> just so mm-hmm. ridiculous. And the fact that, like, it's just the pool of piss on the carpet that, like, five different people, like, almost or fully, like, kneel in. It's just mm-hmm. so, so goofy. <laughs> like, that whole sequence, I think, is really, really, really funny. And, like, I I noticed it. I remember noticing it when I watched it the first time, but I picked up on a few more. And the one that, like, really got me last night when I watched it was, like... Berea and whoever, or Beria and whoever, are, like, walking down some hallway, and you just see, like, a body rolling down some stairs in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't notice any of this. Oh, yeah. Like, so he, so, like, the movie starts with, like, the recording thing, Mm -hmm. and then it goes to, like, all of, like, the, the generals or ministers or whatever, just, like, kind of hanging out, having, like, a dinner scene together, and then Beria, like, hands out the new lists, and then he, like, goes to his bunker where they're... When he's right, like, kill yeah. him, but make sure his wife sees. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so he's like handing out the list, and like when he gets to the third one, he's like, I don't know, do whatever you want with this one. <laughs> like, I have no special rules on who to murder or how to murder. Um, but anyway, so then he like goes to his little like torture chamber, and so it's like when he's in that torture chamber, you just see all the crazy shit happening, or you hear it in the background. There's a lot of like gunshots that just happen. <laughs> but yeah, there's one where he's like walking somewhere. And you just see in the background, like, a human body rolling down some <laughs> stairs. And you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah. <It's> so goofy. <laughs> Matt, who did you think is the MVP? Andrea Riseborough. Uh, oh. Who plays Svetlana? Stalin's daughter. Svetlana. Yeah. Who doesn't is sit down. <laughs> dynamite. Dynamite from her introduction. Every mm-hmm. facial reaction of, like like eyes rolling or like she always like squints to like see what the what the person is trying to say and all and she's like the most veep of all the characters where she like Mm -hmm. finds their words and then like picks them apart and shoves them back in their face like when steve buscemi's like i just want to say uh that i will make sure no harm comes to your brother and she's like what harm? What harm? Are we at, what what harm would be facing? What what could you protect us? Like, how are you going to help us? And he's like, well, I'm just saying, if any harm, if it's any not going to come to you. Were to come to you. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. And then later, when this is like much later in the movie, but when Zukov, uh, who's J- Jason Isaacs, his name is Lucius Malfoy. Lucius Malfoy, correct. Right. Yeah. When mm-hmm. Lucius Malfoy, who's like, I think also second MVP of just like this. highly decorated i don't give a shit about like the government or any of the shit you do i'm way too decorated and way too scary for (laughs) anyone to even compete with me but like zukov uh when he like kicks or punches uh her brother svetlana's brother vasily or um yeah vasily and she's like who did this (laughs) like he did and she's like okay well make sure if anyone else wants to do it make sure no one else does it and everyone's like what and then she looks at steve buscemi he's like this is the kind of harm that would have see like it happened you didn't do anything about it and he's just like uh yeah i'll do better next time (laughs) (laughs) yeah she's just like i found her every scene with her was so funny to me i Uh, think my my favorite with her was I can't. I think her brother is the one talking, and they're like surrounded by all the doctors, and then everyone's just like, "We have to wait for this idiot to finish talking," and all of their faces are just like, "Is he done yet?" And hers is so good. She's yeah. just like folds her arms and is like, "Let's go." Yeah. Also, when she like tears into the doctors that are assembled mm. to like give her the condition, and she's like, "Who are these people? You all look like like mental patients." And she's like, "You look dead." Her <laughs> insults to the doctors are brutal. It's so you look funny. Dead. And then when she's like, "How old are you?" and he's like, twenty nine, and she's like, "That's a lie." <laughs> like, and then she just goes through all of them, and then. Uh, later on, I think she's the one who says, like, uh, who's, like, maybe not, but uh, that group of doctors, again, is, like, grilled. It's from the brother, I think. And yeah, then it's, a, it's a vast uh, brother. Yeah. And he's like, how old are you? And the young kid who just said 29 goes, I'm old. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he looks at the other guy and he's like, you look like a testicle. <laughs> but I think, like, the Stalin kids... 
came out of the, like just everything that they did. I found so so funny. The, and yeah, but like, especially her. so many things too. Just as just like another note that has to do with the Stalin kids is like, I mean, there's so much Soviet history that. I don't know because I wasn't alive then. That like the whole hockey sequence when Vesta's introduced, <laughs> and he's like everyone died, and I looked it up and that happened. The whole team oh like God pretty much died, and I was like, holy shit! And then they're just like, there was no plane crash. Yeah, planes don't yeah. crash in Soviet Russia. I'm like Vasily, you have to come with us, and he's like, how was I supposed to know they couldn't have taken off? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What happened to the national team? And he's like, nothing. There was no plane crash. I like the the when the one time he like finally starts to lock it up uh, is when Barry is just like, we know about the plane crash. And he's like, oh, <laughs> I can't keep playing this off anymore. <laughs> but no, I do think that like both of the Stalin children, like <clears throat> very, very small parts for both of them, but they like come out throwing 105 miles an hour. Like they're yeah. just ratcheted up to 11 the entire time. And it's so funny. And I do think like, if either of them were in the movie any more than they are, I think it would be too much. I think there's, like, mm-hmm. it, like both of those kids, like, hit the sweet spot of, like, you are in this the perfect amount for the thing that you're doing that, like, every time you're on screen doing whatever the hell you're doing, it's hilarious. But when you, like, tease your MVP, I don't necessarily disagree with you and with Andrea Riseborough, but I think mine would be Jason Isaacs. Because I think, like, to to my point earlier, like, I think the movie starts out really strong. And I think it drags quite, like, for me personally, I think it drags quite a bit. But, like, when he comes in and, like, it's, like, it, the His movie jumps to another level. Yeah, it's, like, the movie jumps to another level when he, like, when he enters the scene. And you can tell that, like, he's, like, very evil, but he's playing it off in a way that's just, like, fun you're just yeah. kind of like ooh, like this guy seems like a like he might be kind of a fun hang but then you think about it you're like no this would be miserable <laughs> but he's like every time he's on screen you're i'm just like yeah i'll ride with you anywhere <laughs> just random like military bro <laughs> yeah. and he's really the reason that like anyone even comes together to agree on a plan is because they're all just like zukov he's he supports it so like <laughs> We should we should probably follow his lead because <laughs> he's just this like he doesn't care at all and everything is like a game. <laughs> I found yeah he I was did, so so uh, funny when those they were doing the coup and then those three mm-hmm. dudes come in they're like wrong wrong room and then they run away he just goes find him and kill him <laughs> <laughs> and it's so fast that I missed it the first time. <laughs> Uh, I thought that was really good. Just his delivery of it. Yeah. It's like it's so inconsequential for him. Um, I, do we need to structure this conversation no. anymore? Yeah, I feel like it's just funny bits uh, that I found funny. One of, I think, the moment that I rewound, because I just found the delivery so funny, was when they present the two pictures, uh, the two paintings mm. to Jeffrey Tambor, and they're like, do you want sharp cheekbones or not? And he goes, I would like that one destroyed. <laughs> but, but do you think he's going like, to pick that one? Well, no, just because, like, the way all of his face and all of his tone just communicates, I pick that one. Mm-hmm. But the actual line of, mm-hmm. like, I want 
that one destroyed is like so <laughs> like of course now that he has power that's the kind of like language that he'll throw around it's just like i never want to see that one again <laughs> like it looks so bad get it out of here it's i think it's so fascinating watching him just like completely flip like on a dime like he's just like because yeah. like the first sequence that you're in with him he's just like very like awkward and, and set like, up to be executed yeah <laughs> yeah like it's just like very 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 silly and like he just like is sheepish and like you know just like he like he very much feels like he he seems like the type of kid who like doesn't quite belong in a friend group you know like he, mm-hmm. but he like he just like really wants to be there and so they're ever like okay fine yeah um, but, like, as soon as he finds out that he's going to be the one in power, it just, like, immediately goes to his head. <laughs> like, there's no, yeah. like, gradual transition. He just goes from this, like, yeah, I guess you can be here to being, like, I am the new Stalin. Like, I am just, like, gonna destroy paintings. I'm gonna demand that, like, the actual girl from that one photo <laughs> is found. I don't care if it's, you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> just, like, he just goes completely in the opposite direction in no time at all and it's really funny to watch that but also that he's still just like totally incompetent mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. he's just like I'm going to be evil but I'm just bad at it Like <laughs> when he's wearing the girdle and then Varya <laughs> later yells about the girdle and everyone I thought it was him but everyone in the crowd goes oh <laughs> like oh no he said something so damning and it's just jeffrey tambor's face of like why would you say that why would you give that away i found so funny but like that the whole funeral was so funny of steve buscemi being like let's just switch and then stepping out and then stepping and then stepping in front of jeffrey tambor and him just being like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) steve buscemi's just standing directly in front of him like up until that point, Khrushchev's character is, like, funny, but sometimes I'm just like, ugh. Mostly because sometimes I don't know, I always know when Steve Buscemi's making a joke. <laughs> uh, but his funeral planning, pretty much from the moment he's assigned planning the funeral, is, like, just red hot. Like, all of these yeah. lines. And him referring to the guy helping plan as Slim Hitler. <laughs> and then he like looks like him. Yeah. Uh, uh Armando Armando Iannucci really does have like a feel for just like how to insult people. Yeah. <laughs> like, Can just, you imagine being in a fight with him? No. Yeah. I would get verbally destroyed in like 15 seconds and then just like cry in a corner for like five hours. Like it's just, I can't imagine. Not even a competition. Some of the best insults I have ever heard in my life have come from Veep. I would say like 80% of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. And I think there is something, I mean, maybe this is just an American point of view, but like, Veep can would be at times too mean where mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay guys, lay off. Like this is too mean. We're like, what where what point is any of this if like it's just to be angry at each other? But I think when it's Russian like 
power vacuum dynamics, it works very well. Of like, mm. this one's, I think, like, ends with actual pretty graphic violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That none of his other stuff does. And so, like, I think that, like, fever pitch of insult can get to a point where you're like, how are you, how are any of you even friends anymore? And in this one, it's like, you're not. You're going to kill each other. <laughs> the whole point is that you're all going to kill each other at some point. Um, I also loved the scene where uh, Stalin wakes up from the coma and they're like, oh, he's pointing at the painting. And then they're like, what is, maybe he's saying that he's the lamb. He's the lamb uh, for his country. And they're like, maybe he just wants a drink. And they're like, yeah, get a drink. And they're like, J- milk. No, no, not milk, not water. Milk. <laughs> and not and not in a horn. Yeah. <laughs> like, but like that confusion. I think like that's also what uh, Iannucci is so good at is like how confusing governance can be and how like the people at the top don't have any idea what they're doing and these kind of conversations where they have to like clarify don't get milk in a horn, just get a glass of water is like <clears throat> perfect. It, yeah, it really, like, <clears throat> felt like a scene in Veep, where, like, she's out doing something, and she had her <clears throat> whole team with her, and they were all just, like, bumbling around trying to figure out, like, how, like, how to do the thing that she wanted them to do. <laughs> it just, like, felt very, very, like, similar to things that I've seen, you know, on HBO for however many years, but um, yeah. still funny, so... Still good job, funny. good job, Yanucci. You, you got it. You figured it out. <laughs> is in the loop that mean? I was trying to remember while you were talking, but all that was coming through my head was difficult, difficult, lemon, difficult. Yeah, I think they're pretty. He's pretty mean. Peter Capaldi's like, oh the yeah, meanest. he's vicious. Um, but I think everyone else is just bumbling. And yeah. well, uh, what's his name? Zach Woods is that his name? Oh yeah, yeah. he's also pretty awful in in the loop uh like he's really mean to anna chlumsky's character uh but i haven't seen in the loop for a long time is that zachary is that zachary is that zach woods or is it that dude who's from the thick of it the one who like sleeps with her Mm, i don't don't know know. i get them confused because it's like half the same cast yeah it really is that's yeah, even Anna Chlumsky plays two different characters between Veep and that, even though it all feels like the same. But world. even think of it, the UK Veep mm-hmm. uses like Is the same the characters, but slightly different. Yeah, I don't know. Tom Hollander, uh, I think, is my favorite. Him and Peter Capaldi's character. I just looked it up. Zach Woods. I, I again, <clears throat> I have not seen that movie, so I don't know specifically what characters you're talking about but zach woods is in in the loop i don't know who the other guy the other guy is oh because he would be on the american side duh right (laughs) (laughs) obviously the other guy is british i do think like a fun thing is like they didn't try like it's obviously telling a, a version of like an actual Russian historical event, but like mm-hmm. all of these actors are like British and or American, and they don't even try and have Russian accents or anything. Yeah. So like they're all just like these crazy Russian names, but they're just like white English dudes. <laughs> You're like, 
Okay. Everyone thought sure. that was like super original with uh, Chernobyl. And look at this. Death of Stalin did it two years earlier. A year earlier. Well, I also feel like Chernobyl should have had Russian accents. <laughs> and I, I think say the, a lot of the a lot of the criticism was like, "What is why? Why is everyone British?" And in this one, I actually I don't know if it's. I mean, I think that's the best way to deliver these lines. Like, yeah. these actors are skilled in this in English mm-hmm. with this kind of voice to deliver the lines the way they do. Um, I think that could have been played up even more. That this is so uh, farcical or like it's not trying to be realistic mm-hmm. and I think that can cause some confusion <clears throat> I think especially because Olga Kurilenko is in it yeah, and is at least of Eastern European descent I think she's Russian or like Ukrainian who does she yeah. play? she plays the pianist she's the pianist mm-hmm. Which she's, also it's not like, a pianist it's a penis penist. <laughs> she's the penist <laughs> She plays She's the <laughs> most penist. The penist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No. Uh, but no, but she's... She's a very good penis. Also... Uh, it's like just the right kind of penis that you want for Stalin's funeral. <laughs> I mean, you don't want like a... You need a penis that can tickle all the ivories. This is the Um, dumbest. She's Ukrainian. I just looked it up. Yeah, that's what I was going to say if I wasn't dying from laughter. Uh, Also, her and Andrea Riseborough were both in Oblivion with Tom Cruise. So I was like, what a nice reunion. And even though they're not on scene on any scenes together, they're still in a movie again together. How nice. Anyway, uh, but I think also her character, there is no payoff. Like, she's at the funeral, and that's a risk for um, Khrushchev. No, but he, he like, forces her to. She doesn't choose to. Well, but, no, but, then he, but then he gets mad at her for being connected to him and sending the letter, and then we never see her again. Oh. Really. Like, the her story to start off the movie... And have that note included. And be this kind of like, I'm going to stand up to Stalin. For it to just be like, oh, that's unfortunate that you sent that letter because now it puts Khrushchev at risk. Is also kind of weird to start the movie with it then. Because then you're like, well, that doesn't really matter. It doesn't change anything of this. Besides maybe propel Khrushchev to betray Baria faster. But I, I don't know. I thought that kind of... It felt like a TV series that was, like, smashed into a movie. And then some characters never got any sort of yeah. storyline resolution. They just, like, existed. <clears throat> I did... I did find also, myself wondering if I... If, <clears throat> if I would have liked this more if it were, like, a six-episode miniseries on HBO. Where, like... Characters could have been flushed out a little bit more, fleshed out a little bit more. Um, and, like, I think, again, my, part of my problem is that, like, I think parts of it were very funny and, like, the, the satire was very, like, on point. But there were other parts that kind of dragged a little bit. So I think if it were, if it could have been spread out over the course of, 
you know, a three-hour, you know, thing where it was in those little, like, bite-sized chunks a la a Veep or, you know, I've never seen the thick of it, but, like, presumably that. I did wonder if maybe I would have liked it a little bit more. Yeah, and then you could get all their aids and stuff. I mean... Right, like... And half of them will probably end up killed. Right. (laughs) But that's also kind of the joke of the show, then, is that, like, anybody could die at any point. Uh, The uh, really nice twist in the beginning of the conductor, like, hearing the knock at the door and being like, tell them whatever they want, give me away, (laughs) I don't care, like, protect yourself. And then being like, uh, you're needed for uh, this... (laughs) For like emergency. to conduct, the, and the he's line like, is, the, I can't remember exactly. I forgot to write it down, but the line is something to the effect of, "You're our greatest and nearest conductor." <laughs> <laughs> and him arriving, musical emergency, <laughs> <laughs> and him arriving in the robe and conducting and like being happy that like okay, if this is gonna be anything that I'm woken up in the middle of the night for, I guess coming to conduct. A symphony in my robe is like at least better than death <laughs> but like <laughs> I would have loved to see more of him even though in the story it wouldn't have made any sense I yeah. also like the previous conductor when she makes the joke about the room being bugged and then he starts whispering to the wall and he's like I didn't mean it and then he <laughs> passes out into the fire extinguisher <laughs> I thought that um, was pretty funny another fun like little side payoff thing was like towards the beginning when they were like rounding up everybody on the lists and they like go and get that one guy and you can tell that like it was his son who like ratted him out Mm. (laughs) like they're like they're like bringing the son out or they're bringing the like the father out of the house and the son is just kind of like standing there like sorry (laughs) you know and then when they release people (laughs) there's just like a cut to the son's face (laughs) when the dad gets back and you're like I would like to watch what happens next year. Like, I, I would like to see how this situation plays out. Because that's going to be a real awkward, at least, rest of the evening in this household, if not longer. Yeah. It also, like, I mean, this movie, The Americans, uh, and just, like, when you read about this era of, like, the Soviet Union, they it really is just all about this, like, era of fear and of like tattletelling that would lead to death or imprisonment mm-hmm. um the time period think, is yeah. literally called the great terror yeah like that's stalin's <laughs> rule but yeah no, that makes sense yeah <laughs> he killed like i think the figures are like i have it written down but he like i, I think it's a he got rid of a quarter of Leningrad, the city. Whoa. Is either a quarter think, or a half were, ki- all, were killed. All in, I think less. it was like, they estimate like 20 to 25 million people yeah. were murdered under his rule. Uh, and they like which... built a highway across Siberia <clears throat> of like prisoners did that. It was called the Highway of Bones. Um. Yikes. Brutal, <laughs> and then it's presumed that they later died. So if they if you weren't executed like on arrest, you were gonna die in a gulag. But yeah, it's it's a uh, no joke. Chill, chill, chill stuff in, in Russian it's history. Entirely a joke. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, like it is fun, 
quote-unquote fun that this movie takes, like, just one of the worst humans that's ever lived. And, like, granted, like, Stalin is not really a character in this movie much. Like, I mean, he's around, but, like, for all intents and purposes, he's not a character in this movie. But, like, it does take this, like, very, very, very dark period of human history and just make you laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, you're like, eh. I mean, yeah. there were definitely moments where I was like, funny? should I? Yeah. Right. Like... Is this funny? There's a lot of gunshots happening. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, uh... yeah. It is, it is funny though, of just like, that feels so divorced from the actual politics. Mm. Like when they're rounding people up, Yes, people are, like, falling over and stuff, but it is, like, a scary thing to look at. And it's played off as, like, uh, we put him in prison and now we're just going to let him all out. Um, but, like, even the people that are coming to mourn Stalin that then get shot by the army yeah, mm-hmm. is, like, yikes. Like, what the fuck? Um, and it's the thing that turns the tide for everyone to revolt against Baria. Um like, despite all of his plans and despite all of his, like, chess moves, he can't control an army that's going to kill innocent people that visually looks terrible when they're mm-hmm. coming to worship at Stalin's funeral. Yeah. And so it's like, you can't control people. Like, and you can't control what's, like, clearly awful and visible and, like, obvious to everyone. Um, I did if think... If you're the one behind oh, sorry, it. sorry, go ahead. No, that's all. That's not cool. I did think that the reaction to that was pretty funny because it wasn't like, why is the army shooting our people? It was like, Khrushchev, why did you open the tra- trains again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like, well, it's the train's fault. And they're like, what? <laughs> why, do you, why are the trains running? They never would have been here if it wasn't for the trains. <laughs> yeah. And it really is, that's, I think, why it works because the stuff that is awful isn't super funny, but it is funny to watch people at the highest offices of power act like kids, especially when they're around that casket and they're like, why are the bishops here? And they're like, ask him why the bishops are here. And then he's like, "Ah, don't give me orders. Ask Barrio why the bishops are here. (laughs) Like, it's so high. They're just a bunch of fucking idiot kids. Uh, And I think that really comes off as very funny. Uh, including when Jeffrey Tambor is crying and he's like, we offer you our tears. Mm-hmm. Um, not as a gift, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all this show and it's all this, like, uh, trying to not say something that's going to end up getting you killed. Because <laughs> even they're not safe, which right. I think is another, like, fascinating aspect of how the humor is of, like, yeah, it's funny to watch them do this, but it's because they're all aware that any slip-up could result in them dying. Yeah, they're all walking a tightrope. Like, yeah. in every single scene of this movie, they're all just like, if I say the wrong thing or if I do the wrong thing, it's going to come back to bite me. If not immediately, like, at some point. And so, yeah, yeah it's, there's, like, there's an interesting tension there um, that is usually like- funny, but... <clears throat> Like, it's interesting that they also have that fear, even though right. they're Stalin's inner circle. Yeah. Like if and anyone... even though Stalin's dead. Yeah, and <laughs> Stalin. So it's like, they are in charge of the country, but they're still afraid that 
they're gonna get ratted out and shot. Yeah. The oh, what was I gonna say about the funny? Oh, when they're like, well, we don't have any doctors because we rounded them all up, and they're like, well, what's left? And they're like, bad doctors, and they're like, we'll get the best bad doctor and they're like if he's a good doctor he lives and that's good and if he's a bad doctor he's not gonna know so (laughs) so they're like what do we but like the idea that like we've really there are no good doctors anymore because we have them all (laughs) yeah oh god um what am i what what are some other notes i've got on this i don't know I, i can't see your notes uh, well, actually, speaking of this, I loved the line early on when they're like, hey, you can't mention people that are dead. And he's like, I don't remember who's alive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep track of who's alive anymore. But, like, how fast things change. Where they're even like, I don't know. who uh, Are they still alive? I don't know. <laughs> they're in control and they don't even know. Um... I would have liked to have gotten a little more now that I uh, you mentioned that particular thing. Um, and maybe I just missed it, but, like, I would have liked to have gotten a little bit more on why some people were left alive and some weren't. Like, the... I can't... I cannot remember the names, but that one minister's <clears throat> wife, like, mm-hmm. ended up coming back into the picture. And, like, it's played for laughs later when Andrea Riseborough's like... Hey, I need you to find this guy. And he's like, uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> when, she, when he like tells her that he's dead, she's like, you said you'd do it. He's like, I, I said I'd do my best. <laughs> like, but, you said you'd do the impossible. Right. He's like, I mean, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do like, I do think it would have been interesting. And that, like, that's not necessarily like, I don't know if the movie needed to do this, but like, that is like an interesting I kind of figured that like, he kept her alive, like, in his, like, perverted way, because he oh, wanted I guess that's to probably use true. her. And then, because I was trying to think, I was like, how did they find out about all of, all of, all of the, all of his crimes? Um, and unless it was, how do they? I forgot. <laughs> At the end? I don't know. They're just I think like, they re- just knew the whole time. Okay. I was going to say, they're just, like, reading off of a list of counts. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think... Yeah. Apparently... So I was reading Wikipedia about him uh, after the movie, and Stalin knew and had asked for all the files on it, which explains why he goes in and burns in the beginning. And I was like, oh. Hmm. And then there was another thing uh, on the Wikipedia page that said that um, Stalin found out that Beria was at the house alone with Svetlana and he called home and told her to leave the house immediately because <laughs> oh, he shit. like couldn't be trusted um, oh. and so that's where I was like I maybe I don't know so I was like maybe he kept that woman alive just like as like a that does like, make sense the one thing prisoner? that's like I was like the way the movie plays it is that he definitely is like more of a pedophile mm. like with his like rapiness which uh like because so they take that woman out like that guy's wife and they like put a fairly young girl into that cell like they like kind of swap places with them so like i i do think that you're probably right he probably was keeping her for his own like 
personal Because otherwise it's like, <clears throat> it would just be a political move to get Michael Palin on his side. But then, like, why would he make Michael Palin be away from her for so long? Right. Well, I think that was also a maneuver that they played, which was like, we're, we have your relative, and as long as you stay good, right. maybe yeah. they can come out. Maybe they'll be free. And then, like, he keeps saying, like, well, she's so guilty. My wife was guilty. My wife was guilty. And well, we're coming over. We're trying to figure out how she can not be so guilty. And they're like, okay, shut up. Like, we all know that you're just putting on a show to, like, make sure that your worthiness isn't, like, put into question. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it felt more like a political move that, like, certain people are kept alive to later use them as leverage to manipulate people. But, uh, but yeah, the final trial of Baria reminded me a lot of a moment that I'm not going to say. I was going to say, we're going to have to talk about it. The three of us have seen it. We're going to have to tread lightly, but... You we'll can, talk about the actual moment later, but it reminded me of... You can't not think of that thing. <laughs> yeah, just because it was so fast, and you're like, yep, that's how business gets done in the Soviet Union. We're like, here's the list of things, and the sentence is death. <laughs> right now. Right now. <laughs> Wait, what does it remind you of? The Americans. Uh, the Americans. But we're not going to talk about the scene that it reminds us of. But like another scene of, like, here's a list of charges... Like a and person's sentence trial will be being like a five minute thing where they're just listing a set. Like the trial is you're being told here's things that you're guilty of, and also now you're gonna die. Can you guys we'll talk about mouth it? the person you're talking to talking about? What you're just wiggling your tongue? <laughs> what? Oh my god! We'll just say it afterwards. One more you time. should just know it. it. It's like time. the biggest. Oh, moment. got it. That was yeah. you just went like this, Matt. I know. I what like, am I? How am I supposed to say the word when it doesn't involve any lips contacting each other? This is the dumbest thing we've done. It's not All even so angry. Spoiler. That's like season two. It's season big four, spoiler. and it's a massive spoiler. It's a huge spoiler. In any case, it reminded me of that, you know and what I was else like, is a huge yep. spoiler. Matthew Reese is Welsh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was in like season four when I found that out. <laughs> and it blew my mind. He's got I a very it. legit American accent. He does. He like it's it's like even after I knew I was like, he you still can't even hear it at all. But I love his Welsh accent. I think it's so fun. Anyway, we can talk about Matthew Reese later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like we yeah, should. the Americans. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it reminded me of a scene from the Americans. Um, yeah, that is not like the culmination of the whole thing. But in this case, it was. Um, but the expediency of the whole thing was like, how, boy? <laughs> Are you now Tyranny's mouthing. <laughs> I'm just imitating Matt mouthing oh, this person's name. How did I... You try to say... The, you try That's to what she was name. literally just doing. Guys, this is good. This is good content. I have no idea what you're saying. If I As didn't know... This. Yeah. This is the worst part of any of the podcasts we've recorded. Sorry, guys. Everybody go watch The Americans. Uh, 
I don't but... have it. I didn't write anything else down, so I'm just good to keep chatting if we want to keep chatting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I have, I'm done now. All my notes are gone. Um, I'm trying I... to think of any other funny parts that I laughed at. I just really, really laughed hard at. I want that one destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really funny that like the whole sequence with the little girl like he wanted to like have the same little girl that Stalin had that picture in to like give the country a sense of like oh you know like this is a like we're you know like nothing crazy is changing yeah we've got this sense of continuity and like they couldn't find the girl so they just bring in two new ones and they're like no 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 we need the girl and then they bring in the girl and they're like she's too old that's not gonna work and so they have to (laughs) end up going back to like one who just looks like the original one and then the whole point is moot because you can't see her anyway. You just see this like <laughs> tiny little hand waving <laughs> over the balcony, and Jeffrey Tambor just has this look on his face, like "God damn it!" <laughs> that felt very much like an like an ending of a Veep episode. Oh, you could like see like the you know the screen shrinking and the credits coming up yeah. on the side, like you were just waiting for it to happen. <laughs> Absolutely, Marjorie, Marjorie, Marjorie. <laughs> I really want to rewatch Veep is really what I've gathered from doing this podcast. I think I do too. You do yeah. too? I do too. <laughs> I mute too. Oh. oh that strikes fun. back. <laughs> the edge. Uh-huh. Um Yeah, uh, I don't really have anything else to John, say about this movie. Jeremy, uh, I will say like I said, I did like it a little bit more a second time around. So maybe by the time I watch it, like, the seventh or eighth time, several years from now, maybe I'll... It is dense. There is, like, a lot a of lot. dialogue happening to where you're like, you gotta keep on your toes. Oh, my yeah. chair is breaking. Not really. <laughs> but it sounds like it is. Oh, <laughs> are you saying your chair is breaking because you're actually farting? No. It's on my, record now. I had my chair in, like, <laughs> locked position, but then was, like, slowly breaking it from locked position. And it was going... I guess there's no... There's no way to prove that to our listening audience. Everybody thinks you farted. Popping. We all know okay. that you farted, T. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> girls are very cool. girls. <laughs> girls can fart too, guys. Come on, show some damn. Especially respect. on on podcasts. It, it didn't sound anything like a fart. <laughs> it did sound like tiny gunshots. <laughs> but sometimes farts can sound like tiny gunshots. Tell us more, Matt. <laughs> poop, 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 poop. Like that. Oh boy. Um, anyway, I I will not be getting a tattoo of anything related to this movie. But damn, okay. Not even a hammer sickle. You're not gonna get the <laughs> probably not the Soviet Union. Although if I were to get something a, like that, it would just be I would just tell people it was related to the Americans. A, Ru- a, a Russian adjacent thing that I care for significantly more than this movie. <laughs> okay, but what about a hamsicle? So it's a popsicle but made of ham. I hate you. <laughs> Wait, why? What is this? Is this Hammer the dessert from the... the hamsicle? Oh. This is your... Yeah, so, like, Tierney has now given us basically an entire meal. We've got our fettuccine Alfredo film strips. <laughs> <laughs> and once we're done with the main course, we've got our dessert <laughs> popsicle of just frozen ham, ham apparently. <laughs> you should get you should get your a, like a stomach organ tattooed on your stomach and then just put all these items inside of it. And that'll what? be your tattoo. <laughs> and then you can add to it as the podcast goes on. 
I hate this. <laughs> what an awful tattoo that would be. It would just be an empty circle that you slowly fill up with different insane, un- uninterpretable food items. Where somebody's like, what is that stick? And you're like, it's a hamsicle. Because it's you know, a ham popsicle. You know, like a popsicle, but ham instead. But it's a what mashup a of... Isn't a kebab just a hamsicle? Sickle, icicle, popsicle. <laughs> they suggest coldness. It suggests the sickle uh, is a frozen treat. Kebabs? What are you doing? You can't just start making shit up. Kebabs and popsicles are not the same thing in any degree. I also don't think there's ham involved in kebabs. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it, that's a meat that's on a kebab. I, yeah, I don't know if there are pork kebabs. Are there pork kebabs, probably, listeners? If you know of a pork kebab, lamb, lamb or beef, beef. <laughs> beef or chicken, probably beef. would be the more common. Uh, so you're not gonna get a tattoo? Okay. No, I, I just again. Like, there are parts of this movie that are funny, and I enjoyed talking about it with you guys and giggling about it. But I just, like, as I was watching it... Jeffrey Tambor portraits? Whichever one he wants destroyed is the one that I get tattooed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want this one permanently on my body somehow. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's see. This movie... I would hang out on this film set. Oh. Oh. Question. Thousand percent. What's up? It wasn't filmed in Russia, right? It couldn't be. Uh, it was filmed in <clears throat> Kiev, in, in <clears throat> excuse me, in Ukraine, and okay. in the United Kingdom. Okay. I always wonder how they replicate Soviet era things when it seems like there was so much locked down in right. information sharing and in like modern russia being like no you can't really make fun of our country at any point in history because uh, that's not cool in our book so don't even try even for planet or frozen planet to get um or maybe it wasn't frozen planet there was some documentary i watched <clears throat> the, about nature uh and in order for them to get a permit to film on the east coast of russia was like such a hassle they like couldn't even it was like Man. they didn't even think it was gonna happen and that's like halfway across the world from moscow damn that's still the yeah, same country I, russia is is a very like big place scary yeah but also scary i feel like they've just got a <laughs> lockdown on like the word no they will just be like no that's not happening and we will make sure that that does not happen. And where it seems like every other country will be like, I mean, I guess we can, like, go through some paperwork. Like, this is a landmark site, so try to be, like, careful with it. And Russia's just like, you're not allowed in <laughs> unless you go through, like, all of our red hoops. I'm terrified of Russia. Are those just <laughs> hoops that are on fire? Are they communist hoops? or? Uh... Well, one's a hammer and one's a sickle. Oh no! It is the third one a hamsicle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God damn it! Why? Why did this happen? You called it. You called it. 
Um, yeah, I would I would spend time on this film set. I would spend I time on any Armando. Again, yeah. I would like I would spend time on those sets, but I would I know that I would just get verbally assaulted. <laughs> I, I just know, feel like I don't know I how fun it would be. So much from him. Yeah, sure. And he would be funny about it. Uh, Armando, if you're listening, uh, are you interested in a mentorship? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta shoot your email shot. Us at- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what's our email? One F Film, One Festival, F film Festival at Gmail Gmail <clears throat> dot com. God, I'm so excited to receive the Armando Iannucci email. <laughs> <laughs> almost certainly coming sometime later this week. You know just a cease and desist. 59 minutes <laughs> he's, into this podcast. He's just like, yeah. uh, please never do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Take also, the episode down. <laughs> also, I'm I'm not allowing you to ever rewatch Veep or, or any of my things again. <laughs> You're banned from HBO. <laughs> Uh, this movie did not get nominated for any Academy Awards, and I'm okay with that. I don't know if you guys want to make an argument one way or another, but... No. The costumes were kind of fun. Maybe, maybe Jason Isaacs. Or, honestly, Andrea Riseborough. I would (laughs) nominate her. I thought she was so funny, and I never... I didn't know she was capable of, like, that level of, like, constant laughter from me. I was I, anything she did. I thought was perfect. I was cackling. I think, I'm gonna try to find a compilation of her scenes. <laughs> I think that if you do, please send it to us. Uh, but I do think that whoever designed the Nikita Khrushchev costume and made his body look so big and his head look so small <laughs> could potentially be nominated. <laughs> It's like border, a borderline Al Pacino situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that quite that bad? But, like... <laughs> who was nominated for costumes that year? Uh, One's probably, like, La La Land or something. No, this was 2018. Um, Isn't that La La Land? 2016. No. Really? Oh, oh. Uh, best costume design. Winner was Black Panther. Uh, nominees were Ballad of Buster Scruggs, my, the favorite Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. It's a lot of Marys. I feel like this could have, <laughs> like, this probably could have been in the Mary Queen of Scots, like, historical slot. That's some movie that's, I you know, they always just, like, do something Isn't like this. Isn't the favorite also a historical slot? That's true. Isn't yeah. my- Buster Scruggs? Also a historical slot. Okay. <laughs> My problem with Mary Queen of Scots is why is she queen of a different person's name? <laughs> She's queen of Scott right. toilet paper. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> this has been fun, guys. Uh, those of you who listened, I hope you enjoyed the run. This is the end of is our podcast. <laughs> no. I heard it was not. It's no. not good. <laughs> I it's pretty disappointing because it. I, you know, Saoirse's great. Margot Robbie's great. And it's pronounced Margot. Oh. And it's pronounced Say all right, I see. No, I have a I have a very so close bad. I have a very close friend named Searsha, so I know how to pronounce the name. 
What was it again? C I R I S E. Literally just saying the letters. You're not even trying yeah. to make. <laughs> Isn't that how names are pronounced? That's literally uh, when Owen's name is mispronounced. It's often people just pronouncing every letter in his name. <laughs> and he's like, I don't do that with any other name. Yeah, right. <laughs> no one's like Georgi. <laughs> yeah. Dredgery. <laughs> For Gregory. <laughs> For Gregory. Dredgery. D I or D. <laughs> Even my name would be kind of crazy. Tyrney. 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 Anyway. We've devolved uh, our conversation about this movie quite a bit. <laughs> Things have gone. We're done. Severely. I think we're off done the rails. talking about it, no? Uh, this one, movie was fine. One quick last thing. Uh, best supporting actress that year, Matt, for your girl, Andrea Riseborough. Who, mm-hmm. who are you kicking out? You got Regina King from If Beale Street Could Talk, who won. Uh, Amy Adams from Vice. Marina De, De Tavira from the Roma. And then Emma Stone and Rachel Vice from The Favorite. Oh, Emma Stone. Get out. <laughs> wow. Uh, but no, she was good in Cannot she was believe good in you the would favorite. disrespect the favorite like that. <laughs> she was good in the favorite. But in like, if it was like a typical Emma Stone movie, I'd be like, bah. That's fine, but this it's not a typical Emma Stone. Movie. I know, it's I forgot favorite. that they were both in the same movie. And I'm not gonna kick out Rachel Vice. That's all. <laughs> the end. Andrea Riceborough will not be nominated. There. Andrea Riceborough had a really good 2018. She <laughs> do, you know deserved... her, do you know what her other movie in 2018 was? <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> a little film called Mandy. I was no, I was just gonna say that because I was like, her eyes are always spooky. Like yeah. she always looks spooky. And that's why I wasn't aware that she could be so funny. Because I just always am afraid of her. Yeah. Because uh, her eyes are just like... Uh, her hair is so light that her eyes are just like very visible and big. But also she's going to be in Possessor with uh, Christopher Abbott and Jennifer Jason Lee, Directed by Brandon Cronenberg. And I am very excited about that movie because it looks scary. It looks like Scary Inception, which is what I wanted Inception to be. <laughs> uh, Matt, what have you been up to this week? Other than uh, I st- I st- a- eagerly anticipating Scary Inception for the last ten years. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, I started, uh, I May Destroy You, and I'm going to keep watching. Uh, the first episode was very powerful and very... Uh, like I'm compelled to keep watching obviously Uh, Mm -hmm. but she I yeah I know in the last episode I was like oh Michaela Cole is like a very good comedian and yeah this is not a comedic performance this is a dramatic performance no but she's so good she's so good she's so good so I also started watching it this week there's funny I thought it was pretty funny yeah like I thought like she's I wouldn't a drama comedy yeah, yeah. I would not like prioritize the comedy here, but I do think that like she is funny. Like, th- like she has a lot of funny lines in this movie or in the show. Um, yeah. And I like like she's very compelling to watch. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily like 
say, like, this is definitely a dramatic performance from her. I think it is more drama than comedy, but I also think that she's really funny in this particular role. Yeah. Um, but I keep watching that. Um, I started Legend of Korra, which is the sequel to Avatar, because I finished Avatar last week, and I think it's the one of the best series finales of any shows I've seen. And it's just, like, one of the best, like, hero-fighting fascist empire stories ever. Have, do you remember you the <clears throat> the uh, Andy Samberg episode of Parks and Rec? I think it was from, like, season two. No. Uh, when he's trying to figure out if Leslie has seen Avatar yet. <laughs> but, like, his whole character thing is that he's, like, uh, he works with a, like... Can't remember, he works outdoors for some reason or another. Is he a park he's ranger the, or something? Yeah, I think he's like a park. And like his, his character trait is that he just yells everything. <laughs> and so it's just Andy Samberg screaming, Hey, Leslie, have you seen Avatar yet? I haven't seen Avatar yet. I was waiting to read the book before I saw the movie for Avatar. Turns out there's no book for Avatar. <laughs> just screaming about <laughs> I Avatar. I have no memory of this episode. I remember that he's in a go. He's in a golf cart. I remember. Yeah, or but anyway, when you you cart. just now were like raving about Avatar, <laughs> just like you. Yeah, should I be, think we're talking about different be, avatars. Though. You should just be screaming in monotone. Avatar, I think, is the best version of a sci-fi fantasy story. No, <laughs> but maybe I did love it. Uh, so yeah, so I started Legend of Korra, which takes place seventy years after the. Uh, Last Airbender and uh, so far it's good and different and I'm interested to see what it does Uh, but what else have I been watching I saw Ghostbusters again but kind of for the first time I like don't remember the first Ghostbusters as much as I remember the second one and so I was like oh yeah I mostly remember these parts but I thought the toaster was in the first one and that's in the second one But I do, I have a distinct memory from my childhood of, like, watching and re-watching the scene where Rick Moranis is trying to get help and banging on the window of the country, or, like, the people in the country club or whatever, as uh, Zool's dog, or Gozer's dog, whoever, is, like, approaching him, and he's like, nice doggy! I remember that scene vividly, and my whole family loving it, so... Uh, But I watched that, I don't know, I've just been, I've been watching what's on TV... Watched an episode of Down to Earth with Zac Efron. It was interesting. It's all about energy. It's it's mostly about renewable energy. And I've seen random screen grabs from that show online. It sounds like a real fun time. It's just <laughs> you going on a tour with Zac Efron and like he makes chocolate in Reykjavik and it turns out bad. And he's like, oh, mine is not good. He's like, I used the wrong salt. Oh. God, this is bad. And it's like, oh, Zach Efron's fallible too. Uh, he's he's like <laughs> things that I've seen are just like he's like somebody know will we tell were him something. Under the assumption that he wasn't fallible, I just assumed that he's just good at things because he looks good, which is that's the oldest myth in the book. But yeah, I just seen like screen grabs where like somebody will tell him something. He's like, oh, that's so dope. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Yeah. Seems like a fun way to spend an hour of my time. <laughs> I've yeah, not actually co- spent an hour of my time doing it. It just seems like it would be. <laughs> yeah. You learn a lot about renewable energy, and you get to see him, like, try to act normal, but you can tell he's not. 
he's not that normal. <laughs> I also think he was high during one of the scenes where he's in a car because his eyes look crazy. He, I would be shocked if he wasn't high. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, I think that's all I... I don't know. There's probably going to be stuff I remember, but I think that's all I watched. T? And read. I didn't do anything. Um... <laughs> I'm out. I don't do things. I don't read anymore. I finished Infinite Jest. I'm done reading for the rest of my life. Yeah. I lost my skill. <laughs> I think all I watched this week was this week's I May Destroy You, and uh, I finished season one of Barry. Um, Ooh. Yeah. What an ending. What an ending of that season. Yeah, I was pretty sad, because yeah. I really liked them as a couple. Can it I gets spoil tense. it or no? We'll do it off. We'll do it off the air. Okay. But, but yeah, season two, you're like, how could it be? How could we even keep going after season one? And somehow they find a way, and it hurts just as much. Uh, More no ho Hank is always the answer. More no ho Hank. Correct. Yeah, he's pretty Correct. funny. <laughs> uh, oh, and then I've been reading. Um, been reading it for like a month but i kept falling asleep because i'd read it right before bed um and so i like was going through it really slow but i've probably read like uh 150 pages in the last week of the bone people um or might just be called bone people by carrie home 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 i think it's home it's very good uh it's like that was quite the adventure It's, I don't know, I'm really liking it. It's like a, I think you would describe it as like, what does fantastical realism mean? It's like, there's dream sequences or like maybe hints at some supernatural element. Okay, possibly. yeah. Then it's that. But it's like, otherwise just these three people's lives. Um, and they're tied together by this boy who uh, can't speak. And so, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's really well written, and you get into, like, the way they show, like, the thought process of the people is very interesting. And then also the fact that all of the conversations are all one-sided. It's it's very interesting. It's probably, actually, the most, like, interesting type like the most riveted I've been by a book since uh, All the Light We Cannot See, which is a girl yeah. who can't see. And mm-hmm. so both of them are like playing with um, <clears throat> and forcing the reader to perceive the world in a way that they may not ordinarily do it. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. It's like 500 pages though, so we'll see if I'm done by next week. <laughs> at your current rate seems like you'll be talking about Mm. this one for a while (laughs) i'm like maybe 40 pages less than halfway (laughs) so got a ways to go nice um well i watched the first few episodes of both i may destroy you and avatar the last airbender on y'all's recommendations and uh sorry matt uh way more invested in i may destroy you so far i mean like i'll keep watching avatar like it's interesting ish 
Um, and I, like, have heard from many more people than just you, Matt, that, like, it is very, very good and, like, well worth the time. But as of right now, I may destroy you. I'm only three episodes in, but holy shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Very excited to... I'm going to try and get all caught up this week so I can watch the last couple episodes live. And at, at, at minimum, I want to make sure that I'm caught up in time for the finale live, which I think is two Mondays from now. Yeah, I think um, there's three more episodes. But yeah, that show is really fucking good. Um, and then I watched The Old Guard on Netflix, which... <laughs> I also watched that, I, I forgot. Say, we don't have to get into it, because uh, Matt and I have gotten into it offline. But it's not a great movie, but it's like a pretty fun movie, I thought. And uh, Matt did not, so... <laughs> I, I think if you want to watch it, I think you should watch it. Because I think it is that kind of action movie that, like, has merits. I just was like, oh, this feels like a... Like, the kind of movie that came out early 2000s that was just like... There's some sort of fantastical element, but it's in the real world. And how would that work? And it, like, doesn't quite make it for me. Uh, but I think... It has it had its own merits, and I like watching Charlize Theron. But yeah, I wasn't compelled by the writing or <laughs> the action at all, <laughs> or or anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was twisty though. There were a lot of twists I wasn't expecting, but there's a lot of exposition. That's all. That's like that's the last thing I'll say. Exactly, Ooh, Twizzlers are filled with exposition. <laughs> <laughs> it's the number one on the ingredient list. Um, and then I watched uh, King of Staten Island, finally, um, on Friday, which is Judd Apatow's new movie that came out this summer. Uh, it was supposed to be theatrical release, went straight to VOD. It's uh, Pete Davidson, like, semi-autobiographical Pete Davidson movie. Um it's, it's so it has like the the typical Judd Apatow movie failings where it's like it's definitely too long um, like there's like a solid 30 minutes or so that could be cut out of it but I found like the last 45 minutes to an hour of it to be like really sweet and moving and pretty beautiful and I loved the ending so I was not expecting to like it as much it had like pretty muted reaction when it came out um, so I was like, maybe part of it was that I just didn't have very high expectations based on that, but I did enjoy it quite a bit. And when it's not a $20 rental on premium VOD, I, I would recommend checking it out. Um, I'm not like mad that I spent $20 on it, That's a but lot I do wish money. that I, I do wish I could have seen it in a theater for free. Like I used to see movies or even RIP, RIP movie theaters. Well, I mean, it's a household, so think of it as... No, I, like, I get it. I, I, I totally understand. Not you. Oh. Not you, but, but like, Tierney, if you were to watch it with uh, your boyfriend, it would be, like, $10 each. Right, like, if you think... To like, watch you, a theatrical movie. Yeah. If you would have went to the movies with him, it would have been more expensive. Presumably, you would have... Unless you got that, like, $5... you go on a Tuesday night. I was going to say, if you went on a Tuesday night or that $5 first thing in the morning on Saturday showing at the Evanston Theater... What do you do um, when you're over 75? <laughs> it's true. You've got to get that senior discount, T. T's been living <laughs> that senior discount life for 40 years. <laughs> uh, but Let anyway, yeah, I, I like that it. I like that movie quite a bit more than I was expecting, and I, I, I would recommend it. But, oh, that's uh, nice. That's what I've been up to this week. 
Bless. Um, did Fun. anybody look at the schedule? What do we have coming up next week? Your it's pick. yours. What did I... I yeah, why don't you know your own schedule, God, Colin? Yeah, do you even Stop like this movie? Stop do you even like this podcast? No, I tried to like get out us? of it, like, not that long ago. Remember when I was like, this is the end? We, we did it? Was it the Oh, shit, you guys. What are we watching? Is it Punch Drunk Love? It is, Tierney. Yes. Oh, shit. I haven't seen that movie in years. Me I've neither. never seen it, and it's PTA, and Tierney's gonna lose her shit. Because of and PTA. it's Sandler, which is kind of an Apatow uh, relation. Is it? He was in Funny People one time. <laughs> That's all. 